This is Alive with Joseph. I really, really believe that there's something that God has placed in my spirit for this time, for this morning, uh, for a live church at this point in time. Amen. And there's something that you always never want to miss, to miss God at a specific point in time. And there's a word that God has asked me to share, Pastor, that this is the time of transition. Please say after me, time of transition. God is saying for individuals, for families, for businesses, wherever you may find yourself, God is saying this is a season, this is a time of transition. Time of transition. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 and 7, The scripture says, when we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. You have stayed around this camp, around this mountain for too long. It is time to break camp. It is time to move on. It seems like in Deuteronomy, one of the things that God keeps repeating to his people is that you have been around this area for too long. It is time to move on. It is time to transition. Again, in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3, God again says, you've been around this mountain long enough. Ten, not what? Seems like God is saying you've been around limitations long enough. You've been around a mountain of sickness long enough. You've been around the mountain of fear long enough. You've been around the mountain of unemployment long enough. You've been around the mountain of stagnation long enough. And God says now it is time to transition. I don't know where you've been wherever you are long enough but this morning God says it is time of transition you've been unemployed it is time of transition you've been sick it is time of transition you've been held back it is time of transition you've been a beggar it is time of transition whatever has been grounding you whatever has been holding you back God said I must tell you it is time of transition hallelujah your business probably has been in the thousands but God is saying it is time of transition transition from the hundreds into the thousands from the thousands to the hundreds of thousands from the hundred of thousands to the millions and the millions to the billions it is time of transition things have been limiting you but it is time of transition The grace and the anointing of transition is here. What is transition? Transition is a process or a period of changing from one state or one condition into another. It is a process. It is a process or a stage of or a period or a time of changing from one stage to another. The synonyms of transition are change, 
move, shift, progression, and transformation. So God is a God of transition. You read through the scriptures, you always find God on the move. You always find God changing things from one place into another. God is helping someone who is sick, moving them from sickness into their healing. God is taking his people from slavery into the promised land. A land that is flowing with milk and honey because he's a God of transition. So anytime you and I find ourselves not moving, we can go to God and say, Father, we release the anointing, we release the grace of transition. Transition in our ministry, transition in our relationship status, transition in our careers, because the God you and I serve is a God of transition. There are three insights that I'd like to share this morning. As we step into our period and a time of transition. I don't care what really is holding you back. I don't care what is holding your family back or what is holding your relationship status back. But when God says you have stepped into the time and the anointing of transition, there's no demon in hell. There's no person who can stand on the way of you moving from one level into another level because it is your time of transition. Hallelujah. If you believe that, shout amen. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. So this Super Sunday is the one you'll never forget. It's the one you'll never recover from because it marks the moment of your transition. And when God begins to transition you, he says, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go because Israel is my firstborn. And if he does not allow them, I will kill his firstborn. God is saying, I'm not going to stop at anything to allow my people to move from the slavery into a place of freedom. So when God moves you into another place, it does not matter who has said what to you. It does not matter who has put blockages over you. It does not matter what people have said or done. When God says, Israel is my firstborn. Says, tell him to let my people go. Because it was time of transition. The Bible says, God sent the sound to the camp of the Syrians. And they felt like there are millions coming because it was time for them to transition. I really feel and I believe that God is sending sound into the places that have been limiting you. Into the place that have been grounding you and the sounds of victory. The Bible says the Syrians heard the sound as though millions were coming. But it was only the few. Sickly few full of leprosy but because God was there and the Bible says oh they had the sound because it was time for transition let me tell you your background is not a limitation where you come from is not a limitation your English is not going to be a limitation your education status is not going to be a limitation anything will never be a limitation when it is time for your transition God will do whatever it takes to take you from one level into another level if you believe that shout amen if you believe and receive that shout hallelujah 
You see, when it's time for transition, the scripture actually speaks. You know, God always uses comparisons and trans, and, 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 and he compares and contrasts. He says, when he's speaking about the covenant of exemption, he says there was darkness in Egypt. The scripture says there was darkness in Egypt. But where the Israelites lived, there was light. And the darkness was the darkness that could be felt. It was the darkness that was so thick that it could be felt. But where the Israelites was, or where they were, the scripture says in Goshen, there was light. Let me tell you and decree and speak this over your life. People may be saying there's a casting down, but I release and speak the lifting up in your family, the lifting up in your business, the lifting up in your career, the lifting up in everything that you do, because there's light in Goshen. It is my time of transition. Time of transition. Just three insights around the time of transition and particularly looking at it from the perspective of a woman called Ruth. Ruth is important, one of the important scriptures in the Bible. Ruth is one of the books named after a woman other than Esther. Only book named after the ancestral of Jesus Christ. You see, God is such an amazing God. I love God. Had it not been for God, I would not be standing here. My background does not qualify me. Where I come from, I don't come from a very posh place. I'm sure you've already picked up. My English is not like your modern sea English. I think in Zulu and translate it and sometimes confuse is and where. And there was. Because of the grace of God, I am standing here. Not because of my education background, not because of my status, not because of anything else, but the grace of God. And how you see the grace of God, and it confuses and confounds those that are wise. If you look in Matthew chapter 1, the Bible lists 46 names in the lineage of Jesus. But out of the 46 names that are mentioned in the lineage of Jesus, there are five, only five women mentioned there. And all of them are disqualified. All of them have a stained history. All of them have nothing to do with being born by or have the lineage of Jesus Christ. One of them is Tamar, coming from an incestuous relationship. Another one is Bathsheba, who was in an adulterous situation. Mary herself had a hang of fornication over, hanging over her head because I, I can tell you, can, you don't have to try this this day and this age to tell your fiance that the Holy Spirit came and made me pregnant. Child of God... It is not going to be a secretly leaving you like Joseph tried. The man is going to run. If you tell him that the Holy Spirit has made me pregnant. So Mary had to live with the hang the cloud of fornication over her life. One of them is Ruth. Ruth is a Moabite. A caste nation. But they made it to the lineage of Jesus Christ. The other one was Rahab. Five women. All of them had the past. All of them had stained in their past. But they are the only five women who made it into the lineage of Jesus Christ. 
Because when God wants to do something in your life or through your life, child of God, embrace his grace, embrace his love, because he is going to break all protocol. If it were me who was choosing the women that needs to be mentioned in the lineage of Jesus, oh my word, probably none of these five would have made it. But thank God it wasn't me. And more importantly, thank God it was not you, because you would not have chosen them either. So Ruth in the lineage of Jesus. Ruth has four chapters, only 85 verses, one of the brilliant brilliant books you can read, find in the scripture. The family in the book of Ruth is Elimelech who's the husband, Naomi is the wife, two sons, Malon and Chilon, Ruth and Opa who are the wives of the sons. And of course, Opa decides to go back and we never hear of her again. Another day, another time. Make sure that you don't leave too soon. Make sure that you don't leave too soon. Some of us may not be prim and proper, may not be already there. We're growing as pastors, we're growing, but make sure you don't leave too soon. Ruth is a Bible in between judges and prophets. Prophet Samuel in particular. But the first thing we read in the book of Ruth in this time of transition as we take it to what we're talking about today is that loss does not have to define or be the end of your story. Loss does not mean the end of your story. Loss does not mean the end of your story. Loss does not mean the end of your story. In Micah chapter 7 verse 8 the Bible says, Rejoice not over me, my enemies. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. You see the book of Ruth, when it starts, it's a bit of a dramatic book. In chapter 1, Ruth becomes a widow. But in chapter 4, we find Ruth getting married. A widow in chapter 1. And she finds herself in marriage in chapter 4. In chapter 1, we see a documentation of losses. But in chapter 4, we see laughter at the wedding. In chapter 1, we see famine because they have moved from Bethlehem. They now are in Moab. There's famine. But in chapter 4 we see a feast. In chapter 1 we see hurt. Because there's losses. Because there's death in chapter 1. But in chapter 4 what we see is happiness at the wedding. So in the time of transition, child of God, the first insight that you and I need to embrace is that whatever we have lost does not have to define the end of our story. Whatever we have lost, I don't know what you have lost. You may have lost a job. You may have lost a loved one. You may have lost a relationship. But whatever you have lost, when you go through loss, loss does not have to define the end of your story. Micah says, rejoice not, O my enemy, because when I fall, I will rise up again. Jesus went onto the cross on a Friday. 
And the devil thought, I have won and it is over. On Saturday, it was a Saturday of quietness. Nothing happening and I'm sure the enemy was celebrating that indeed this thing of Christianity, that Jesus that has been doing all the havoc in the world, he is over. But he did not bank that Sunday was coming. In Job chapter 1, we see Job losing stuff. But in Job chapter 42, we see Job having twice as much what he had lost in his life. Because when you walk with God, when you walk with God, child of God, it does not matter what you are. It does not matter where you find yourself. It does not matter what you lose. Because when you walk with God, God has a way of helping you recover from even the worst of the losses. Psalms chapter 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Time of transition. So when you serve God, it does not matter where you are. It does not matter what has happened in your life. But when you serve God, you serve a God who will do whatever it takes to take you from where you are into your place of destiny. Let us look and expose more on the loss through the lenses of Naomi, the wife. Just understand how she experienced and interpreted the loss that she had experienced. Firstly, when they moved to Moab, they had lost their home. Now moving into Moab. She gets to Moab and loses the husband. The husband dies. But when you read chapter 1, very clearly the Bible speaks of the fact that though she lost Elimelech, she was left with the two sons who represented future and hope for her. The Bible says the two sons got married. Ten years later, the sons died. The Bible again specified that not only now she had lost her home, she not only had lost her husband, she had not only left, lost her sons, but the Bible is also clear that she was survived or she was left with the two daughters-in-law. And then she asked a question, do you want to go back? Actually, she asked them, go back because there's nothing you can get from me now. Opa decides to go back. One of the things, one of the mentors for me always say, you may have lost certain things, but God is the reason you have not lost everything. Child of God, you may have lost certain things, but God is the reason you have not lost everything. So this woman, Naomi, lost her family. She lost her husband. She lost her son. But Through all the losses that she experienced, God made sure that she was not left on her own. Because he's a kind God. He's a loving God. You may have lost your home. You may have lost your family. You may have lost your husband. Lost your sons. But God made sure that she is never left without help. And in this time of transition, child of God, I don't care who leaves you, let them go. But God will make sure that you are not left on your own. There are going to be people who will be there with you, will be there for you. Because God is the reason you and I have not lost everything. Maybe let me make this prayer over your life. 
the name of Jesus. Not experience untimely death in Jesus name. You'll not bury your children in the name of Jesus. You will live to fulfill God's given destiny for your life. Every arrow of the enemy, everything that the enemy has sent towards you, sent towards your family, sent towards your life, sent towards your ministry. It is going back to where it comes from in the name of Jesus. You will not be distracted. Your family will not be destroyed. Your business will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. May have lost certain things, but God is the reason you have not lost everything. So Naomi into how she interprets the loss. They are now going back to Bethlehem of Judea. And as they go back, firstly in verse 13 of Ruth chapter 1, she asks the two daughters-in-law, go back because I can't give you anything. And the words in verse 13 that she uses, it says, because I am feeling so bad because the God that I serve has turned against me. In verse 20, when she gets into Bethlehem, people are excited. That is this Naomi. She says, no, 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 no. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Don't call me pleasant. Call me Peter. In verse 21, it says, because I left full, but now I am coming back empty. Child of God, let me encourage you. You see, the enemy will always want you to have a long memory of things that have not worked. And a short memory of that which God has done in your life. The enemy will want you to have the long history of the things that have failed in your life. Of the things that have not worked in your life. And a very short history of the goodness of God. Of the grace of God. Of the fact that God has made sure that you are not left on your own. And you begin to speak a language of the lead. A language that says, don't call me um, Naomi. Call me Mara because I am bitter. You see, loss has a way of drawing out of you and have you feel a sense of complete emptiness when you have lost and lost really 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 bad you start to speak the language that Naomi is speaking says don't call me this but call me this don't call me pleasant don't call me blessed does anything look like blessed in my life don't call me loved by God don't call me God, God's goodness and grace at work in my life. Don't call me that. Call me Mara. Let me help you, child of God. In this time of transition, make sure that you don't speak the language of the lead. Start a movement. Call it the I am movement. Wake up in the morning and decree, declare that I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am loved by God. I am breaking forth. I am breaking through. I am marvelously helped by God. I am going into another level. I am going into another place. Speak, decree the language that will take you from where you are as you transition into the place where God wants you to get to. The other thing that is happening in here in Naomi's life, not only she's speaking a bad language, but she's looking at her life through the lenses of what she has lost. 
She's looking at her life through the lenses of what she has lost. She says, I have been here full, but I have lost everything. And not forgetting and forgetting the fact that God has been with her throughout. Not only the language, it is how you look. And thirdly, make sure that you don't label yourself. Mara. Peter. Because labels have a way of bringing limitations. Labels have a way of bringing limitations. People will tell you that you are not educated enough. And that says, go to your box. Go to your box. This thing of you dreaming big. You're not, you, 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 you're not good looking enough. You're too tall. You're too short. And people will put labels on you. And you and I must, must, must be resolute. And making sure that we don't allow anyone, including ourselves, to put labels of limitations of our lives. Because when God is taking you into a place, he does not have to consult your past. He does not have to consult your background. He does not have to consult people. Don't put labels on your life. Labels on your ministry. Because God is taking you somewhere. Speak, decree that you are blessed of the Lord. Speak and decree that the purposes of God is is living in your life. You are blessed and highly favored. You are the righteousness of God. You are blessed going in and blessed going out. Because your past, including your failures, they never change the purpose of God for your life. You see, God God says to Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. The person is dead, but the purpose is alive. God says, no, 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 Moses is dead, but we're still going to the promised land. Child of God, you may have experienced failure, but the purpose is alive. You may have experienced death, but the purpose is alive. You may have experienced loss, but the purpose is alive. Why? Because God's purpose stay forever. Says Moses is dead. Oh, Prakashanda Moe. The purpose is still alive. That is why we're saying this is a season and a time of transition. You may have lost certain things, but the purpose of God for your life is still alive. The purpose of God, you may have gone through difficulty. You may have gone through retrenchment. You may have gone through every painful thing you can imagine. But the purpose of God, child of God, is still alive. That is why we decree with confidence that it is your time of transition. The second thing we find in this book as we go to the close is that loyalty is the highest form of commitment. Loyalty is the highest form of commitment. In chapter 1 we find a doctrine of God's providence. Where God just changes super, when God just changes natural stuff, super, and, and puts his supernatural and, and act, help you from a loss into a place of laughter. But also what we find is a, what we call a doctrine of conversion. Verse 8 of Ruth chapter 1, Naomi actually says to the two daughters-in-law, 
He says, you have dealt very kindly with the dead and myself. I really pray that you go back and live your best life. This is the Pulukwana version. Not going to find in any of the King James and, 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 but God uses, actually the, the scripture uses very insightful words. Actually use the word kindly, meaning you've been loyal. Says you've been loyal to those that have died and you have been loyal to me and my prayer is that you go and live your best life Opa decides to go back and we never hear about her anymore again make sure you never leave too soon I, I, I mean we, we're still putting it together don't judge us on the basis of where we are now we're going somewhere we're going somewhere and, and we'll remember that you left at the very most critical time of our lives. And, and we're quite clear that we have not it all together. So don't leave too soon. Don't leave too soon. But in verse 16 and 17, Ruth responds. He says, don't, and, he says, don't ask me to go back. Because where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Everywhere you go, Naomi, please don't ask me, don't beg me to go. What we find there is kindness or loyalty, which is the highest form of commitment. What is loyalty? Loyalty is kindness that is shown by someone in a stronger position to someone in a weaker position. Ruth is in a much more stronger position. She says, actually, I can go and live my best life. You actually, Naomi says it herself. Then even if I can get the husband now, it's just, I mean, my life is over. But Ruth is showing commitment as a stronger one to someone who is in a weaker position. Someone who is not likely to gain anything from. It is an act of love to someone in a weaker position. Not because of anything that you can gain or for yourself, but because we are loyal to that person. You see, loyalty does not mean you are loyal when everything goes right. Naomi had nothing to offer to Ruth, but Ruth showed her loyalty to her. Brothers and sisters, in this time of transition, let me tell you, Jesus is loyal to us. Jesus is loyal to us. He says, I'll neither leave you nor forsake you. Exactly as Ruth said, I will go with you wherever you go. In this time of transition, one of the courageous things you can learn, embrace and take with you is the fact that God is loyal to you. He says, I will be with you. I will go with you. Wherever you go, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Everywhere you go, God is saying, I'm going to be loyal to you because that's the highest form of commitment I have towards your life. But of course, Naomi is because, Naomi, because of pain and bitterness, she misses the beauty moment of Ruth's loyalty. Child, the scripture is very clear. It says after she could see that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. 
missing the beauty moment of someone who is loyal to you. Let me speak and decree over your life. Wherever you go, God will be with you in the name of Jesus. Wherever you go, whatever you do, God will bless it in the name of Jesus. Wherever you lodge, God will bless it in the name of Jesus. God will open doors for you in the name of Jesus. Doors that have been closed forever, God is opening them in the name of Jesus. He says, I will be with you always. Always. God's commitment and loyalty be with you. The last thing. Loyalty being the highest form of commitment. The scripture says in verse 21, 22, and 23, they decided now to go back to Bethlehem. But when they got to Bethlehem, the scripture says it was a season of harvest of the barley. You see, when God leads you into a place, a location, a place of harvest. So in this time of transition, brothers and sisters, God is saying, I am taking you into a location of your harvest field. God is saying, I am going to put you in places, in locations where the seed of your harvest is. You have been planting seeds of, of service, planting seeds of, 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 of his love towards his kingdom. But God is saying, in this season, I am taking you into a location of your harvest field. Location of your harvest field. So they were not there in Bethlehem because it was too bad. But God has placed them, taken them back from Moab into Bethlehem. And when they got there, it is harvest time. Oh, let me speak decree, release harvest in your business in Jesus name harvest in your relationship in Jesus name harvest with your children in Jesus name in your schoolwork in your academic endeavors harvest in Jesus mighty name the weeks of harvest running over before you recover from this harvest you experience another harvest because God is taking you into a location of your harvest field harvest field harvest field Harvest field. Second Corinthians chapter 2, 14, the scripture says, Thanks be unto God, who always. You know, Maruti, I, I just love God. God always leads us into triumphal procession. That is why when you are a child of God, it may look like you're losing. But when God is leading you, you only can be assured that you are being led into a triumphal procession because it's not you it is him leading you it's not your ability it is his ability at work in your life because he always not now and again always always leads us into triumph always leads us into triumph your family may look like it is losing your business may look like it is losing your children may look like they are losing your career may look like it's losing but stay with God because when God leads you he will always child of God always leads you into triumph your ministry may look like it's losing but God is always Oh, Shakra Baba Sataka. Always, 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 always leading you into 
triumph. The Bible is clear in Luke. Mary Magdalene and the other women are at the tomb of Jesus Christ. And the voice comes in. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I don't know which list your name has been put in. When they came looking for Jesus, Jesus had been in a death on the roll of those that had been issued death certificates. On a Friday, Jesus had a death certificate. So when you went into home affairs and looking for the roll of those who had been issued with death certificate, Jesus' name would have been there. Now it is Sunday morning. A time of transition had completely taken place. And the angel says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Matthew actually speaks about the fact that at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, those that had died, they rose up from the cemetery and they went into the city for everyone to see them. Let me speak this over your life, child of God. In the season and the grace and the anointing of transition, those that have left you unemployed, you're moving out of that list in Jesus' name. Those that have left you sick, you're moving out of that list in Jesus' name. Those that have left you uh, without a job or without a business succeeding, you're moving out of that list in the name of Jesus. You may have experienced shame, but it is time for joy. You may have experienced sickness, but now... Now you are alive. Why seek ye the living among the dead? I don't know where they have left you. But as you transition, leave them with your new address. I I can tell you people have a tendency of wanting to look for us where they left us. They left you unemployed. The next time they meet you, you will be offering them employment. They left you sick, but the next time they meet you, you will be praying for their children. You will be praying for their health. They left you stranded. They left you grounded. They left you in failure. They left you sick, but because it's time for your transition, they'll never find you where they left you because it is time of transition. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. We're thankful, Heavenly God, that you are taking us from fear to faith. Taking us, Heavenly God, from sickness into our perfect health. Taking us, Heavenly God, from poverty to abundance. Taking us, Heavenly God, from, uh, you know, to, from punishment to complete forgiveness. Taking us out of old nature into our new nature, Lord God. Taking us out of curse into a place of blessing. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. Thank you for the time of transition. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Alive with Joseph Mogocha. Till next time, God bless.